So fuck yes, welcome to the Hype Media Host as always, Brian Dressel. With me as always is Jonathan Hardesty, Word, Jimmy Word, Darso, Hi. and Emily Blake. <laughs> Did you just say word, word, word? <laughs> I got two in. <laughs> You're supposed to be telling a story. Yeah, what happened to the story? Unless like the third sentence is word, 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 word. I mean, I could be. You're just I a gave shitty up. writer. <laughs> That's really the highlight like of all I ever do is, now. Yeah. All I ever do is laugh yeah. now. <laughs> And I think you say that every time, too. Oh. <laughs> this is about the third third episode where you've yeah, <laughs> done it's, that. It's pretty great. It is uh, great. Special guest today, we have Zach Edwards here. Hey, Zach. How's it going? Hello. Uh, Zach, <laughs> before we do anything, do you have anything you want to plug where people can find you if they want to find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram mainly at Hollywood Trash Zach. I like that name. That's a, that's a solid name. Although I feel like you'd have to compete with people in Hollywood for mm-hmm. Hollywood Trash. I mean, yes and no. Living on Hollywood <laughs> Boulevard, I've definitely watched heroin junkies shoot up right in front of me walking yeah. down the street. That sounds like Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, basically. I, there's a half marathon I like to do on Hollywood Boulevard. And in the morning, because it starts at like 5 in the morning because I want to get out of the way for tourists, it's great because you have all like the homeless and junkies going, oh, we're just walking in the street this morning? All right, cool. They all just kind of <laughs> <laughs> migrate to the middle of the street and they're walking with you as you're running on the road. Gotta love Hollywood. It's the best place in the world. Oh, it is. Uh, do you guys want to get going on a where have you been doing? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, I've been playing South Park, The Fractured Butt Hole, which I still think the name is better than the game. And the game is very good, but the name is incredible. Uh, but short, in short, if you played Stick of Truth and you enjoyed Stick of Truth, you will like this one. Uh, they basically took the comedy that worked in Stick of Truth and added a legitimate like fighting game, which they did not have in the first one. The first one was really kind of half-assed. And this one, like, there's legit mechanics and... Well, the uh, first one kind of got by on its kind of gimmick and its novelty of, you're in South Park. You were actually playing South Park. Yeah. And this one realized that they can't do that twice in a row. Right. Uh, and they do a great job. Like, it's surprise. Like, they really nail, like, the whole, uh, like, if you want to swap out armor, like, if you want your character to look one way, a lot of times in, like, RPGs, you have to change armor, and then the look of the character changes, you get kind of annoyed. Costumes and armor are completely separate. See, I've been asking for that for all the other RPGs yeah. for a long time because I hate how the good armor looks every time. Yeah, it always looks kind of cheesy and stupid. And this one, you can make your character look however the fuck you want and it has no impact. Like, if you don't want to die right away in Fallout 4, you have to look like a, red, a yellow marshmallow. <laughs> a, pink, a pink marshmallow and it just you look ugly. Yeah. I watched uh, Brian play a little bit last night. Um, the thing that I enjoyed the most was when uh, you got interviewed by the counselor. And you got to choose your gender and your sexual preference. Yes. Mm. Uh, and oh. it had all of these preferences in there. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, they really. They're all legitimate, like sexual things. Was, and I'm like, what is that? It was any and all we were sexual preferences. <laughs> and then, depending on what you chose, the next villain you fought had to do with who hates you. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, like, the end of the thing is like, oh, so you are a girl who is. Uh, I think I picked like. You're non-binary, or you're attracted to non-binary. Yeah, I'm attracted to non-binary. <laughs> And at the end of the thing, like these rednecks jump out of a truck, like, "Hey, look, that's a girl who's cisgendered and is only attracted to non-binary people. Let's kick her ass!" Nice. <laughs> it, it's surprisingly well done. Like, I love the satire of South Park so much. Yeah. Uh, so if you've enjoyed it in the past, you will enjoy this one. It does have the same problem that South Park often does, which is they kind of have a few jokes that go a little too far, like unmotivated. And it's like, ah, you could have done a little better there, but the good outweighs the bad, and I think it's incredible. Uh, that's it for me. I'll go next. I uh, started watching the show Penny Dreadful, which they have episodes on Netflix now, but it's a Showtime show. And I've heard of it and wanted to watch it for a while, just haven't wanted to go by, you know, Showtime. Um, And I'm three episodes in, and I really like it. I've only watched the pilot, and the pilot is incredible. It is. It's it's great. And I didn't didn't read anything about this going into it, so I didn't know anything about it. And to see that it's all those, basically the universal monsters in some way, shape, or form was really cool. And uh, the whole Frankenstein thing is, I think, amazing in this. Mm. Yeah, that reveal oh. at the end of the pilot, I oh. didn't know it was coming. I was like, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And then I'm at, I'm at a, I don't want to spoil it for you, but I'm at a point where another reveal happened along those lines. I'm like, oh, God. And I was like, I'm too tired to watch more, but I must. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really liking it. And just the acting is so great. And the cinematography is great. And the design is wonderful. Eva and- Green is fucking She's amazing, amazing in that. Yeah, she awesome. gets like, there's like a... Uh, a seance possession that scene that she just is insane. I was scared yeah. <laughs> watching it because she does such a great job with it. And even uh, Timothy Dalton playing off of her, those two together in that scene, just it was so powerful. I love Timothy Dalton. He's great. It's so good. Yeah. And then, yeah, I didn't realize Josh Hartnett was in there. And then uh, Billy Piper. Yes. 
oh she there's isn't billy piper the bride of frankenstein or something like that well eventually maybe yeah eventually that's sort of her plot but like she has this one amazing scene that i'm sure you haven't gotten to yet where it's just like the most beautifully feminist but kind of okay oh it's amazing there's a speech she gives where you're just like oh my god and it's uh i watched it like three times in a row i was just like i need to see her do that again it was <laughs> so great now the only question i have is i think there's three seasons on there is the show over is it does it like does it end or am i gonna be just like it's suddenly over. suddenly there's no more episodes and i'm gonna be sad that no, no they more. got an ending they got an ending that's Sweet. good okay cool they were given warning they were being canceled they did want to go longer from what i understand from what i was reading but they were given enough warning that they could end their their arc then i'm very certain to, to stick with it yeah if things are gonna don't have an ending i tend to just kind of bounce earlier yeah i'm like ah, i, I don't want to get too invested i don't want to be yeah. hurt yeah <laughs> uh true what about you uh to go with the goth and glamour again uh this morning while we were cleaning i decided to turn on adam's family values mm. which i have not rewatched in a while and god i love that movie it's like I like squealed with glee because I forgot about the mustache on the baby when they laid it down. I was just like, it's such a cute baby. Uh, the, that movie is really just a joke a second. Oh. Like, you can just rewatch it for days. It's... Just the rant he has when he goes to the police station to try to like get help for his brother and they just talk about all these beautiful things that all normal people would love and he's just like horrified. <laughs> it's... I would like them to continue Adam's Family, but I also know in today's culture, a lot of things that they put in that movie probably wouldn't be put in anymore because it's not very PC. Uh, so it probably should just stay where it was so it stays really good. Good call. Yeah. Glad you made that decision I mean, for I, all of us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just love the Adam's Family, and I just, I just don't think that type of humor would really stick to people anymore. Like I said, I saw the Broadway show, uh, and it was horrendous so it does Did not they make it more pc on the broadway oh yeah, yeah way more the fester was in love with the moon he has an entire love song with the moon and it sounds like it could be funny but it is it's long and boring and awful and i'm uh. so glad that show died <laughs> sorry Damn. Yeah, it was sorry nathan Lane. i was so mad just sitting in the audience like my sister and i and my dad went we're just like this is fucking trash Ooh. Well, okay. But at least I don't we got want to the go Adams see a family play. to end on like, that note. Review Maybe we can get the, something good out of it. Viewing the newspaper. Yeah. This yeah. is fucking trash. Right? <laughs> That's why I should not be a writer. <laughs> uh, I've, uh, I started making costumes for people as a side hustle, which I really like. And um, so with Halloween on the way, I've been kind of stuck in front of my sewing machine. So I've been, I've been doing a deep dive into fashion history um while i sew and so i found this youtube channel called the ultimate fashion history and it's basically this nice british lady and i think she's a fashion history teacher um at a school and so she put all of her lessons in powerpoint presentations on youtube um and she's highly entertaining and uh, like she'll she'll say things like and to show how rich you were you just put a lot of shit on your dress like bows and flowers and it looks stupid um and that's great because like it's awesome and um, but I've been going through the history of fashion pretty much starting from the beginning, watching all her PowerPoints and people are insane. Like watching. <laughs> she has this one thing she says all over and over again, which is uh, fashion is not an island. It's a response. So as she talks about why a certain trend started, it's always, always, always 100 percent of the time a result of some kind of political or cultural event. And so when she points out things like. Or, like, my favorite little fact is that there was a habit in the Rococo period, which is right before the French Revolution, there was a habit that French people had of buying these fancy embroidered gowns and coats uh, that would be embroidered in actual gold thread. And they would wear them a couple of times, and then they'd decide they didn't want to wear them anymore, and so they had drizzling kits. And they would all sit around together at night when they were didn't have anything else to do, and they would just pick the gold embroidery out of their clothing and throw it away. I wonder why people killed them. <laughs> so that's like, and I'll, so I'll be sitting there. When you said drizzling, I thought they were going to melt down the no, gold. No, they would the... just, it's basically they were picking the stitches out. Just and for not funsies, saving it. And not saving it. See, I was going to like the bakery route I where mean, you're pouring glaze on the dress. I'm like, why would you do that? Theoretically. how many circuit boards we could have made out of all that gold? <laughs> well, theoretically, they were going to like, sell it back we have a weird sense of a we have a weird swath of opinions here on this what the hell just happened i just just got a great picture of all of us like they make circuit boards have gold thread in them don't they i don't know yeah i'm thinking of john's talking about dough and you're talking about (laughs) circuit boards while she's talking about fashion this is the weirdest conversation (laughs) i almost feel like we should just pull the ripcord unless you have anything else you want to say just really cool (laughs) 
is a really cool series, and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, we'll I, I, I go down similar rabbit holes sometimes with fashion, but I enjoy reading about how fashion used to kill women all the time. Yes. Like when they used to wear ribbons in their hair, and then that one girl was caught on fire at a party, and no one could put her out. Fun. Hey, Zach, where have you been doing? Um, Like you, I've been playing a lot of video games. Nice. nice. Uh, but I'm stuck about 10 years in the past playing oh, yeah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Okay. That was a solid game. Um, The other one that's been pissing me off is Resident Evil Raccoon City. I'm at the point where I'm trying to beat the nemesis, though, and I just cannot seem to do that. So I generally cuss under my breath, or you'll hear me from like screaming across the house, like, "Oh, oh is that what I heard? This? I give up." A few nights ago. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, don't yeah. you have a racco- do I- Is that a tattoo for Resident yep. Evil? There. Yep, we've got yep. the umbrella. Yep. Lo- nice. Yep. <laughs> um, so after I get pissed off at the games, I'll go out to the garage, and I've been working on Halloween decorations. Oh, very exciting. Yeah. At least you do something good with your rage. Brian just throws a controller. <laughs> I do um, not throw controllers anymore. I throw pillows. Well, I shamed you a lot. So <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to buy new controllers. Well, that's my thing is I used to be world ranked for Halo. Oh, okay. But I got so bad at that that when people would kill me, I'd snap my controllers in half. Jesus. And it's very rage inspiring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially when you know the person you're playing against is brand new and they get oh. like a pity kill on you. And they're probably yeah, 12 I could, and I could feel that rage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> rage oh, yeah. rising? Oh, yeah. They're, they're 12 and they're like, you're just like, what the fuck? And they're like, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yep. That is, yeah, that is the Halo community. Uh, and it's very slowly and most, surely becoming like, the Destiny community. That's the most like, clean insult in Halo, I think. <laughs> nah, that was about it. If you're playing like back with like Halo, Halo 2, mm-hmm. Halo 3, that, that was the time. Just, they're very mom. just like, your mom sucks. Ha ha, teabag, bye. So it's bad. <laughs> T-bag, stick grenade, bye. <laughs> oh, boys. Yeah, they suck. But they're very good at Halo. But apparently so does everyone's mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we'll move into today's episode, which is the final of guest choice for our horror month. And this week, Zach picked... What We Do in the Shadows. Well, it was the second pick after I asked him to change his, because it was we've been saying what it was going to be this whole month. Like, oh, and then at the end of the month, we have... Uh, Devil's Rejects, and then I had to message him, like, I've watched too much Death this month. Would you please pick another one? And he was very kind and picked a movie that I've wanted to cover on the show for a long time. So it really worked out. Thank you. Yay! It's a fun movie to watch. <laughs> it is. It's a very enjoyable movie. Before we get too far into it, though, we have to do a breakdown, breakdown, breakdown. Zach, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, so what we do in the shadows in 30 seconds. Here we go, 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 go! Alright, so this is every style of Dracula meets Animal House all in one. It's a bunch of different vampires put into essentially a modern day frat house. Um, They're dealing with not only their old world problems, but now the new world problems as well. It's street gang battles, bloods versus crips, vampires versus werewolves. Um, New trick tactics using spaghetti to lure in victims. (laughs) And you see Nosferatu go up in flames, and that's about the movie. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it was very well done it's concise to the point i've got nothing yeah no it worked perfect hmm. oh do we have a judgment no, over I, there no it, was it a... sounded very like a judgmental hmm no it's fine <laughs> i just hummed you just hummed i just hummed perfect and now i'm just and now drinking. you're just sipping loudly yeah perfect <laughs> we know how you really feel <laughs> We all remember the fun conversations we used to have at the lunch table. Sometimes they were pretty deep. There's a lot of things we learned about how to use the internet safely, how to like, you know, use uh, our voice intelligently. Um, These were not lessons that we were ever taught as like kids. And most times they really weren't. I could forgive yeah. a woman for thinking a pinky up the butt was something you might want. And, like, you can correct that and you can still have a good night. Cocks and asses are a fact of life. Really? Like, Me and Matt <laughs> are both B cups. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I wasn't comparing titty size, okay? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if anyone thought we were the same guy. <laughs> this is No But Seriously. You can find us on Google Play and iTunes. Uh, okay, so that was a great breakdown, right? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how that worked. That's how timing works. Uh, okay, so the place I want to start with this movie, uh, I just looked it up in our little break there. Uh, the budget, because I think it's fascinating. This movie was made for $1.6 million. Impressive. Interesting. I think the fact that it was in New Zealand helped with that. Well, that, and I, I'm sure Jermaine charged nothing. 
because he's probably the biggest name in it. I would say. Yeah. I mean, he works for Disney. Like he, he does a ton of stuff. I think he'd probably be the biggest name. But it was still, and he got like directing credit and writing credit. Or oh, did he get directing credit? I don't remember. He uh, on IMDb it says co-direct. Okay, yeah. So like he he clearly had a lot to do with this, and I'm sure he just took points because I don't think if they had to pay him his normal salary, I think it would probably be the budget of the movie. But would, also, New would, Zealand has a lot of really good. Ins- like the government contributes to the yeah film. yeah they still have like uh, yeah. that's still one of the countries that does that. But still, like for 1.6 million, like that's impressive. Like they didn't. It does not look like a movie that had a 1.6 million dollar budget. Like, I don't know. The most expensive thing in it was was the the room that spins yeah, for the yeah, fight. Yeah, I mean, and that, yeah. And they probably just rented that. I'd bet. Yeah, you can rent it. Yeah, I mean, well, it, the thing is, like, do they have to come? Do they have one of those in New Zealand? Do they have to build one? Because then it gets more and more crazy. But mm. they have a decent amount of film shooting in New Zealand at all times. No, that's true. That's true. If it's not like Lord of the Rings or Power Rangers, there's other things happening. So I'm sure it was a rental of some studio. I mean, well, Power Rangers is always shooting there. Yeah. So. Yeah, they constantly have something filming. But yeah, I mean, it was still like that's, yeah, that's the one part of the movie that really shows money. But otherwise, I mean. And the werewolf costumes, they had multiples of those. Mm. Things aren't cheap. No, that's true. But it really makes me wonder how much they got as favors. Because mm-hmm. it feels like a movie that would have had to. Because it doesn't look cheap. Like No. And $1.6 million is still a lot of money, but especially like an indie filmmaker, but it doesn't look like an indie film. But you can kind of see, like on Netflix and other, and other like, direct a video like what one point whatever million gets you and oftentimes it does look a little cheap in parts yeah you can kind of see the seams a bit but shoot, shooting documentary style helped a lot because yeah. you don't oh, have yeah. to worry about dollies and and laying down tracks you just fucking run around with your camera you're done yeah, yeah. no that that definitely helps a shitload but they still had things like flying rigs and yeah. the spinning room they had and special costumes effects and, yeah special effects they turned jermaine into a cat and a oh yeah that was <laughs> <laughs> don't forget bat fight oh bat, oh, bat yeah. fight <laughs> Don't take my quote. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't my quote, but it's still just a, just the him yelling bat fight is one of the most enjoyable things in the entire world. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's really not much else to say, but it's they did a for the amount of money they had, they made it look spectacular. And it's not yeah. even like for the amount of money. Like they could have had more and I don't imagine it would look too much different. Well, but that's the thing too. Sometimes on the higher budget movies, they like to almost showboat how much money they have which in a way kind of takes away from the overall picture so i think they found the good balance of what they were given yeah and just made the most of it rather than going over the top that's exactly yeah. how uh brian and i actually feel about john wick 2 hmm. yeah. john wick 1 great john wick 2 oh god pull it back guys yeah i think it was better restrained but i mean that's what i'm afraid of like deadpool 2 like because deadpool had such a strict budget and now deadpool 2 like fox realizes how much money they can make at it they're going to throw as much money as possible and that always makes me a little worried. But this one, like, if they if they do make Werewolves, which is a great fucking title, um, if they do make that, like, I don't think this guy is the type of guy who would, like, showboat, as you say, budget. I don't think that's his style. I mean, granted, Thor looks like a lot of showboating money, but that's Marvel, so it's a little different. Yeah, and Mar- I, that strikes Marvel's me that, that he'd be using the Marvel thing to showboat a little bit, and then yeah. for his own thing, scaling as, back. As long as Reese Darby is in it, I don't think you can go wrong. <laughs> That's, I mean, Reese Darby can be in every movie for all yes. time, in my opinion, and he makes everything better. Yes. But I love that he's always Murray. I oh, mean, yeah. There's no way for him to not be Murray. We have werewolves, not swearwolves, guys. <laughs> just, uh, just him talking cracks me up, which is almost an insult to him, but not really because that's his livelihood. So. I, he knows, yeah. He's got a great accent. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about characters. Which one do you want to start with? I love how sexy they all were. Because you know, once you're, vamp- <laughs> when you're a vampire, you're automatically sexy. sexy. I like that they all think that they're sexy. Yeah, yeah. I like that scene of them getting dressed was so great. <laughs> My God, just them trying to draw out what everybody looks like. <laughs> like it's just Well, there's moments like that where it's like, well, you know what? You kind of imagine scenarios like funny scenarios like, oh, okay, if they don't have mirrors, what are they going to do? Look at each other and tell it like they'll draw each other, right? Yeah. You, you think about those things, and as this movie does those, I'm just like cackling and laughing. And then when and... Stu introduces them to selfies, and they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing with this movie that I was a little odd on. I'm like, from what I remember in other vampire lore, if you don't have a reflection, you also don't get captured in photography. But the right? joke is worth it. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. just break that rule, it, it was for a joke, and it was I mean, really yeah. funny. Watching Jermaine just do, like, and he takes to it. He, he really takes to yeah. it. That shot where he's on the bed with the hair kind of splayed. 
I mean, that was a good selfie, actually. He looked quite lustrous in that moment with the hair perfectly on his one eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I I like the I like the way that um. What's his name? Uh, the main character. I keep forgetting his name. Um, v, uh, v, not Vigo. Viago. 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 Yeah, I like the way that he's just like he's excited about everything. Like it kind of it brings like this kind of joy to the movie that I don't think would work otherwise. But like, he's just so like prim and proper and just polite and nice. But he has to murder people. He was a dandy, right? He, yeah, yeah he was dandy. a dandy, and I like that he has the the thing is like uh, you can put down towels and newspapers when you kill people. We're vampires. We don't do that. Well, and I love Some too vampires how he gives do. like the most awkward looks to the camera. And oh yeah, all freezing. <laughs> like his oh they're embarrassing. I know. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, just and, and just yeah, his whole setup and payoff for those jokes where he's trying to he's setting the the papers down for his guest. And it's like, oh, I got a, I got a vein. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to deal with it. So I go- to, when he's trying to catch the blood, like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's like, so I goofed. <laughs> because yeah, he's the most polite murderer. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. He has the whole mentality of it's their last night alive, so they should enjoy it. <laughs> it's with Paschetti. Yeah, <laughs> Paschetti. Paschetti was great. Uh, so the uh, the other guy that I think is. Beyond Jermaine, who I just I I love Jermaine, but uh, the I can't I'm terrible at their names. The Deacon, uh, Deacon, I love Deacon's character. Like he is such a great like counter to everybody else in there, because like, you can tell that he loves his roommates. He wants to be with his roommates, but he also kind of hates them. And like it has this like kind of great playing where like you can see like everything he does, he's annoyed that they're there, but he'd be depressed if they weren't. It's like, well, yeah, they watch him do the sexy dance. Yeah. Like, who would watch him do a sexy dance if they it's weren't It's an erotic either? dance. Right, 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 right. It's my erotic dance. <laughs> um, but I, I love the way that he kind of deals with Like, he just gets really mad at everyone all the time, and it's like, the, he's a great actor for just getting pissed off. Like, and, he plays it really well. And the movie shows a, a real appreciation for his role. They give him, I think, a really great moment between him and uh, Nick, is it? Mm-hmm. After, um, again, I'm also bound with names, the friend, the good, the, the red-faced friend. Stu. Stu is uh, mauled apart. Just that, that talk on the grass. Yeah. It's like, he died very painfully and glory and <laughs> it was awful and there was lots of pain and suffering and <laughs> I hope I made you feel better. You know, like, it's like that moment, it's like, it, I feel like that movie, like, it was crucial that that moment existed for a character like him. Yeah, no, totally. Because he could just be like the antagonistic guy, yeah. and then the jokes wouldn't land from him so much. But you can tell that he he actually cares in yeah. a weird, yeah. fucked up vampire sort of way. I think my favorite my favorite moment is such a throwaway moment that easily could have cut out of the film. But when he's the bat and he flies into the power line and then just like falls down and he's like, oh, what happened? Oh. I mean, it's such a tiny little moment. I don't know. They, it's just so weird, but I laugh so hard at it. I love, too, that when he turns back into a human, he's still, like, fully clothed. And oh, yeah. And wearing that weird fur thing. But, I mean, that's kind of what this movie does so well, is it does, it's a, it's, the if you just kind of spell it out, the story's kind of bland. There's not really a lot there. It's just kind of a group of vampires who live together. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's all about the little moments, like those things like that, like the little throwaway lines that I don't want to ruin for anybody because there's a lot of them. Um, but it just... And with characters like Deacon and with uh, everybody, it, it just kind of it ties all these like would be throwaway moments into something that like is would be less without them. Like if you just said the story as it is, it's kind of meh. But you, the world is why you watch it. It also helps it feel more like a documentary because you have these yeah. little throwaway moments that like the camera captured and just threw in there. Yeah. What stands out for you, Zach? You're a little quiet so I mean, far. As far as Deacon goes, I love how. He's kind of the badass of the crew, but at the same time, he cares, but makes everything about him. You know, in one of the opening scenes, Viago comes down and he's like, guys, we, we need to have a flat meeting. And first of all, Peter doesn't show up. Um, they don't really seem to want Peter to show up. No, because I mean, they're all kind of afraid of him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would be too. Did you see those gnarled teeth? <laughs> But he, no, I mean, he murdered them. Well, yeah. <laughs> but when Viago starts the meeting, he goes, "You know, I, I like all of you guys. You're cool, but you're not doing your flat chores." And um, Deacon just goes, "Well, it's nice to know that I'm cool." <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not really the point. <laughs> His spinny wheel was so cute on the wall. Oh, like yeah. he yeah. colored it in and everything. Well, it was just like a weird love story too. He's like, "Yeah, I was searching through this castle and." Something swooped through the air and got me and bit me and killed me. And it was Peter. And we're still <laughs> friends all these years down the line. <laughs> and Peter's just sitting there. I kind of wish they'd done more with Peter. Like, I like it's... 
It didn't seem like he could talk, so it really limits you. Well, I mean, think about it. He is supposed to be the Nosferatu character. He was old as hell. 8,000 years, it says. Yeah, I mean, they're already brushing the dude's teeth for him. Yeah. They're waking him up. He, he is the grandfather. Yeah, yeah totally. But it's still like, he's such a fun, I mean, I guess they do use him well enough, like, especially when they kill Nick, because they're all just so sad for Nick, like, oh no, Peter got him, the poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> just that, just even that chase sequence, like. Oh, that chase was so good. It was amazing. And it was it, such a horror, it was the only part of this movie that really felt like a horror movie. I really, it, was, it was scary, but it was, it was so absurd in moments and yeah. funny that it was just like, it was. I couldn't decide what to feel in any given moment in that scene, and it was when, great for it. When Deacon comes out of the guy's backpack. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of like watching a cat when they get a squirrel or something, and, and the, it's still alive, and they're tossing it in the air, and they're and just the not going to kill it quite yet. The music for that, that whole chase scene was amazing. Yeah. Because it would stop, and then the arm would come out of the backpack and be like... And I'm I like was, I'm just like dying. I'm fascinated with that backpack thing. We're trying to figure out like what how they did that. That was so cool. You can kind of see it in one shot. Yeah, it's like right when he turns away, you can kind of see him. that there's a whole person behind him. Mm. So you, just very briefly, yeah. I, I played it in slow motion like three times. So uh. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, they did what they could. <laughs> uh, the it other does. guy. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say they did a lot of really cool things, like camera wise. Um, like again, that spinny room thing. One thing that fascinated me so much was watching in the scene where they had the fight and the room was turning, so so they looked like they were flying, but they still. Obviously, the camera in those things is mounted, mm-hmm. but it still shook. So yeah. they still had it look like it was handheld. And I was just sort of like, that's that's so great that they still managed to make it feel handheld, even though the camera has to be mounted like to the floor. There's probably somebody strapped, you know, to the to next to it, just yeah. like shaking it. That was well, like I'm, really cool. I'm wondering, too, how much of it is the fact that, you know, they really goofed and just didn't see all these editing errors or how many of them were left in intentionally in like an Evil Dead-esque type yeah. thing where it's so corny and low budget that they want you to see it and it's so bad that it's good. I, I'm kind of torn on that because I don't know, because I haven't seen a lot of his other stuff, but like he's he's a very well put together director. Like he, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So I, I like to believe that because maybe it's just the budget, he knew there'd be mistakes and just decided to roll with it. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, like I feel like he'd be a little bit more meticulous. Like he seems like the sort of guy where like he's funny by like by design. So like it needs to be perfect for him to be funny. That's true. So I think it could be like very intentional mistakes. But I mean, it could go one way or the other because like I've seen him interviewed a bunch of times. He's fucking hilarious just as a person. So it really could go either way. But I mean, either way, we got what we got. It turned out. Really but good. It, it, it's interesting to kind of try to figure out where their heads were when they made it. And that's the end what? of the episode. All right, bye, everybody. Did I just inhale weird? No, you were giving me a weird look. Why do people keep saying that lately? Because you keep giving people weird looks. I was getting that at work all week. Stop looking at people weird. I'm sorry. You, look, you looked like you wanted to say something. You were doing you one of did. these. See? You pause when I do yeah. it, right? Yeah. This is great podcasting. Yeah. And now for the video portion, which you can find nowhere. Or Chewy just gives you looks. <laughs> Actually, that, that'd be a great idea for a video series yeah, on our, on our site. Chewy gives you looks. Just Chewy gives you looks. <laughs> we, could, we could do my version of uh, you could do face- Buzz Aldrin <laughs> listening to jo- Trump talk where I just you guys play the speeches for me and you just see the anguish you on could my face. Do, you could do a whole video review just looking at like doing looks and <laughs> see if we could figure out what you think of the movie based off your looks. <laughs> like We could just find out that Chewy did not like that idea <laughs> based on her look. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Call this segment the chew out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, now we have to do That's it. That's perfect. Now we have to do it. Anyhow, what we do in the shadows. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, about their friend Stu, because I think that's really where this movie gets its heart. Oh, Stu, oh, Stu is so great. Uh, He's a good guy. So if, if you didn't catch it in the breakdown, Stu is basically a human friend who, um, who Nick was friends with before he got turned into a vampire, who comes into the house... And he's like, wow, you guys are really behind the times. But he's so polite and sweet, but he wants to teach the vampires about current times. And that just opens up like a world of possibilities for this guy. And it just becomes hilarious. And it leads to what is often the most quoted line in the whole movie, which I don't want to steal from somebody. But I'm going to anyways. Uh, so it's when they're talking about the internet and like he's uh, Jermaine has been very oh. depressed. <laughs> okay, and fine. He's, he's staring at his computer. And he's like, leave me to do my dark bidding on the internet. Thanks, honey. <laughs> yep. I'm bidding on a table. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of what's great and it's so yeah, enjoyable about this movie. That thing you hate. You have time. Yeah, like this movie goes like it just goes there. It kind of just takes those jokes and kind of goes to the more like 
absurd conclusion to him. But like the the thing that I'm saying, like the thing that I like about it is the movie does a great job of what could very well be what happens like with a lot of these like low budget movies, especially like with like comedy troops, is that you end up with a movie that's a series of uh, sketches and not right. a whole movie. Mm-hmm. And you can see the glimmers of that in this movie. Like you can have like the roommates, and then you have the internet, like the the modern thing, and then you have the dance at the end. Like it's kind of a series of events, but it's told so well that it kind of still works. And I think it's a, d- a testament to the director. He is so earnest in the very yeah. beginning of the movie, and he and this movie gets played so earnestly in its absurdism and funny elements that's like there's heart in that. And it like it keeps it from falling into that sketch thing where it's like I'm generally don't warm to the sketch thing. If it's just a series right. of sketches, I get bored about halfway through. Even if it's funny, it's funny. I'm like, well, let me maybe play a game while I'm watching this, or read you know read a book while I'm watching it. Or, like I get bored, and this just didn't happen. Well, and I love how you know, in one hand, they stay true to each vampire's character. Dracula's kind of like the sexy, like ladies' <laughs> yeah. man type thing. Uh, there's the dapper, which is very prim and proper there's the you know peter who's nosferatu nick is um, twilight well that's the thing that's the, yeah is nick at least is, he likes to believe he is nick, <laughs> nick's the newcomer so he's trying to pick up the girls and he's like twilight yeah I, i'm the main guy from twilight I love, I, I love that by the way where he was like oh, i'm a vampire and that guy's like yeah i'm a vampire hunter and then he turns out to be a vampire hunter. that was so great i just love how dismissive he is like yeah sure you are bye <laughs> yeah and that guy's like cool okay He's young and ignorant. Uh, he's definitely both of those. <laughs> I like I like where he he knows it too. He's like, yeah, they like Stu better than they like me. I think. <laughs> <laughs> what well, I, I love the entire montage of Nick just like I'm a vampire. How many people told a vampire? Not that many. I'm a vampire. <laughs> he's just so proud of it. And then he tries to eat a potato chip, and that's the end of him being proud of being a vampire. <laughs> I would be very upset, too. That was if that... I couldn't eat french fries, <laughs> yeah. I would be devastated. That Jeez. was a moment I, I laughed a lot at, because I was like hoping for something and got more than I hoped for. Because yeah. like, you ate the chip, you're not supposed to eat the chip. I'm like, well, what's going to happen? He's just going to feel a little, oh, he's spewing. Yeah. This is <laughs> yeah. great. There's something about projectile vomit that just makes me laugh in any movie. Like and this one does it very well. But like this one, like when we did Why Don't You Play in Hell a few weeks ago, like I just I love projectile vomit. It's very funny. Especially when it's full of blood. <laughs> Poor Nick. <laughs> so when we watch 28 Days Later, are you just going to be laughing the whole time? What about The Exorcist? That one's not as funny. <laughs> but it still does make me chuckle a little bit. Just but 28 little... Days Later and... is. Yeah, that one's still pretty funny. I like blood puke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a sweet name for a song. Blood puke? Yeah. Or just a band name. Yeah, that's better. So nobody caught my Metalocalypse reference. No. Got it. Uh, <laughs> I don't watch stuff. What are you talking about? The it's deep such, cuts. Such a good show. Uh, what, else, what else have we talked about? I feel there's so much to talk about in this movie, and all we're just doing is saying how much we love it. Which the, is ma- the Masquerade. Uh, yeah? Yeah? Masquerade? And no. the reveal of the beast, <laughs> which I was not expecting. Yeah. If they had a bigger budget, I think the masquerade would have actually been more masquerade yeah. No, I, I like this. I like the level of lame masquerade. It looks kind of like a homecoming dance. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what it's supposed to be is like a high school homecoming. <laughs> I mean, they even have like the the queen or king of the dance. Like they, it's totally just a high school dance. I think it was perfect. Mm. If it was wow. more masquerade and elaborate, it wouldn't have fit the tone of the movie. That's true. It just they, they added a level of kind of sad to it that I think really em, like enhanced the humor. Yeah, and it, uh, it, I love the zombie asking Stu. Are, I'm sorry, <laughs> are, you, are, are you pre-deceased? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved his conf- inner turmoil of the, I, the moaning and the hands up. He's just like, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> He's talking to the other Less zombies moaning, like, stop guys. it, stop it, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But there, there's just like so many little layers like in that masquerade that like glimmers to like other aspects of this world that like it, it kind of I had read online when the movie came out because I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters because it was such a short run because it didn't have a lot of money uh, that it would have made a better movie than it did or a better TV show than it did a movie. And I've heard that complaint from a lot of people who mm. don't like the movie very much, which is not a lot of people like you say you're watching this movie and people are like, yeah, fuck, yes, that movie's great. But there are a bunch that say that like there's just so many like threads that you can pull that would be more interesting than just an hour and a half or hour 45 however long it is movie and there's part of me that kind of agrees with them because there is so much there that would be like i would tune in every week to watch it like i would love to watch these guys together on a weekly basis because their their chemistry is just so good and they've made such an interesting world that's funny and fucked up and brutal but it's awesome and you want to get such a small glimmer of it i mean i think it would be 
I think they did it right by starting off with a movie. I think it'd be a good like spin-off series. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it had to be the footwork had to be put down with a full length feature. Yeah. And now it's going to be just continue on through what's happened past the masquerade. What's happened since Peter's now been dead yeah. for a while. And I'm fine with that it being a movie because what everyone keeps complaining about is we don't get very many original scripts these days. That's very, and this one is. So I mean, it's it's very original. It's completely yeah. original. It has not, no ties to anything else, and I really enjoyed that. I want more movies like this. And I'm fine wanting more of them and their their hooks and not having it. Like I think for me, the TV show would be fine, but it would ultimately fall like under the like Office for me or things where it's like at the as it keeps going and just keeps going, you're just like. Mm. It's lesser for having so much more of it. And that's kind of the tag I'm taking with, like, I kind of like that I've only got the movie. At the same time, you, I could totally see this being turned into episodes. I mean, mm-hmm. the, when the cops come in and, like, are checking their house out. Look at that. Yeah. You've got... A- Actually, if you were going to do a TV series, if you are going to do a cops version of them constantly going into these demonic things that's happening in New <laughs> Zealand and hilarious. just not understanding what they're seeing, I'd watch the hell out of that. I mean, it'd be a great little mini run. Yeah, for sure. I love, like, I'd watch I just, like a six episode stint yeah. of that for sure. I love her interviews about like what she's investigating. And then when they bring in that dog and be like, and this is one of the culprits. How dare you? <laughs> I just, I love when did. the cops are walking around and they keep playing that gag of, wait, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd watch it do cops. it a lot and it never yeah. gets old. Yeah, I didn't realize I, I liked that joke so much that I watched it so many times in this movie. And it was like, I oh, loved it each time so- equally. And I just love that we should kill the cops. Yeah, or we could let them point out more safety problems. Yeah. So they're great, great <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, I was trying to think, if they were to do, so if they do the sequel, if they do make werewolves, which who knows, after Thor, this guy might blow up to a point where he doesn't want to go back to it. Who knows? I hope he does. But if not, I kind of hope they could do an entire franchise of just different parts of the world and really never go back to the vampires, and I'd be totally fine with that. So that's, we, the, that's the shared universe I'd watch. Oh, that yeah, would yeah. also be a good frame Part for the show. Part of me hopes yeah. that they do an entire movie on the wolves, but they still have that encounter in the park where it's like a little street battle. Oh, that'd be at, awesome. At least just well, as kind of like... they're friends now, though. Yeah, yeah but just as for almost like a flashback to see, um, you know, the wolves' lives leading up to that encounter and then going off their separate ways. Yeah, yeah I'd almost like watch like a parallel movie sort of yeah. thing, and that's like the one part where they intersect. I would totally watch I'd the watch hell out of that. Too, yeah. yeah. Basically, what we're saying is we would watch any version of this. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, like yeah. that's uh, the only, and I'd even watch like the love story of Jermaine and the Beast. Like I would watch all this stuff. Like they did such a good job making me want more of this world. I kind of hate them for it. <laughs> How dare you make me want to watch more? Ugh, <laughs> oh, good original content. Ugh, oh, you jerks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love that he made the old lady a vampire in the end. That was so good. He's a cradle robber. Yeah, I know. That was so cute that that's how he saw it. He never stopped loving her. That was great. Like, when he looked at her, you could tell he didn't see an old lady. He still saw the girl Mm -hmm. that he loved because he doesn't care, like, what she looks like. It's great. trying to think of other things we haven't mentioned this. We've been talking. We haven't been talking that long. We've been talking about half an hour. It's a pretty simple movie. It is. I'm going to try to think of something I don't like. I just want to go through it and just be like, I like this. I like this. Yeah, no, that's what everyone, like, you bring it up and that's what you get from everybody. It's like, oh, I love that movie. I love this part and this part and this part. I will say the only, the only thing, the complaint that I have really is that there were parts where it was kind of predictable. I mean, like, you knew Jermaine was going to show up to the masquerade. You knew, I mean, like, I don't know about you guys, but I knew Stu was going to turn up and be a werewolf. It was, you know, it's not necessarily a, it makes the movie any less awesome, but it was, you know, it was like, yeah, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But well, it, it, it's like you said, it, it's not at like the, it's not like the detriment of the movie. Like it's not really a problem. Yeah. It still works even when you can kind of guess what's going on. In fact, almost to like, almost to its better, I want to say, because it's kind of like it rewards you for being there, like for like investing in it and kind of like hoping these things are going to happen. Then it happens. It's like, oh, good. Well, it's for all these horror films that we've been watching. It kind of rewards us. It's like a reward for watching all these, kind of having that language of like, you know, the Nosferatu, you know, Dracula, you know, you know, all these movies Mm -hmm. and you've seen all those. And then like how this, how these are playing with those particular tropes is really fun. Well, I mean, this movie really rewards you for being a fan of vampires. Like if you've been a fan of vampire lore for forever or whatever, like this really rewards that. Well, and what I love about it too, is that it might not give the, uh, how do I want to put this? the main consensus of answers to some of the vampire questions. Yeah. But I guess this would leave it into one of my favorite quotes from it. Um, No one's ever really established why vampires drink virgin blood. (laughs) 
and Vladislav <laughs> gives the best explanation ever. He basically just says, if you're going to eat a sandwich, you would much enjoy it more if no one had fucked it. <laughs> I think we just stole Chewie's second quote. Oh, no! Uh, if Chewie's... looks could kill, we'd all be undead. Chewie's... I just got the Chewy look. Chewy. Yeah, you did. Oh. I got the chew out. Now, I really... <laughs> I really just... so sexual. I really want to figure out what now. her next quote is and ruin it again. <laughs> It's going to be great. <laughs> sort of like that stint how you pick never-ending story a few times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm usually pretty good at trying to guess what she's going to pick for the review system and then ruining it for her. The basis of a good marriage. Ruining things for each other. We know each other too well. Uh, uh, we haven't talked about the familiar. Both familiars are fantastic. What's the other one? The old guy. Oh, that's the poor been old guy. Oh, yeah. I wasted my whole and life. Just, and then he just like was like, oh, nope, nope. Oh, not like that. Not going not gonna to deal with that. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting take and kind of a, a fun way to uh, kind of put a modern spin on it. I mean, she's just a housewife. She wants to live forever. Yeah. And, and like, it kind of reminded me, I don't know if they're going to do this in Preacher, but it really reminded me of there's a time where Cassidy meets another vampire for the first time. He's so excited to meet him. And that guy just has a bunch of familiars that he's just basically using and then forgetting about. And this movie kind of did the same sort of thing where it's like, yeah, she's just kind of my slave. Yeah, but I love that in the end she gets rewarded and then makes her husband her slave. That was that perfect. Was so great, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." And he's like <laughs> taking notes of the treatment really seriously. It's and great. she's just so like she's so brutal. Like, all right, I love you, but I'm your master. <laughs> I get it. And then she just beams at the end. It's like I kind of got what I wanted. It's so great. Yeah. I mean, it's the flip on going from a housewife to being the master. Yeah, yeah it's you can see that. She's yeah, it works. I was just thinking about BDSM community. It's oh, like, you know, yeah. it's kind of the same situation now. It's consensual, like, slavery. Yeah. And he seems totally fine he with it. He seems totally fine with it. I would have enjoyed a little, like, clip between her and her kids. Be like, Mommy's the undead now. <laughs> oh, God. There'd just be, like, one of those, like, hey, it's Christmas morning. Wake up, Mom. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, you'd have to be super careful with kids around. Yeah. There, there's, there's a fun gag in the, the Minions movie where they do that. Well, this is when you tint all of the windows in the right. house. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. You need a vampire-proof your house. Uh, what else? Are we, I feel like I keep saying, what else are we going to talk about? Because I feel like we're just like scatterbrained all over this thing. But it's... Well, I mean, this one's kind of hard to do a long discussion on because yeah. there's so many one-liners that you don't really want to give away to someone that hasn't seen it yet. Well, okay, um, well, here, let's do that then. How then, would you pitch this to somebody who's never seen it without spoiling it? That's something we haven't done in the show in a long time. in it? <laughs> I mean, honestly, just vampire movie meets Animal House. Okay. Joey, how would you pitch this to somebody you've never seen it before? I don't think Animal House. I could see it. It's uh, definitely there. I mean, it's a group of guys who are awkward and think that they're really sexy and confident and not awkward and they turn out to be vampires and it's like their daily life and it's always fun to see a guy that's overly confident and not really what he thinks he is i mean it's kind of fun with any character honestly so it's, it's fun to watch buffoonery sure. this movie's a lot of buffoonery but with like a cool goth overlay and if you enjoy that yeah all right i revoke what i said before <laughs> not animal house Dracula meets super bad. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's, that's yeah. 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 Kind of in a similar vein, uh, it's Parks and Rec with vampires. Yeah. It's that, basically Andy from Parks and Rec with vampires. Oh my god. I want to see that. Andy too. would be an adorable vampire. He would. I, and you know, April would be a perfect vampire. Yeah. <laughs> basically already is one. So. <laughs> uh I'm trying to think because I just tried to pitch this to a friend of the show, Tracy, who has not been on in a very long time. Um, but I was trying to get her and her husband to watch it because she's like, yeah, I never heard of it. I'm like, okay, you, you need to watch this movie. And I think I basically just said it's for f- fans of vampires. If you've ever been a fan of vampires and you want to see it turn on its head in a very enjoyable way, this is like the perfect movie for you. And I think that's pretty close. Yeah. Because like, you, you can start diving into quotes, which I did with her. So you kind of like, but it's tough because you don't want to spoil anything in the movie because it's so good. But you need to watch it, like, I want to say two, three times to actually get all the lines, because they're just, like, mm. one a second. They're just constantly on top of each other. Yeah, the writing is really good. And that's my, so do you, I never looked into the behind the scenes too much. It's one of those ones where, like, I don't want to, like, ruin the image of the movie in my head. Uh, do we know about the script? Was it entirely scripted? Was it improv? Does anybody know? 
Because I know Jermaine Clement likes to improv, and he's yeah, very say, good at it. I can't say for sure, but I would guess that a lot of it's improv. Yeah, it, it feels like it was a lot of kind of like curb almost of like it's this is what the scene's about. Here are your lines, and then people just kind of built upon that. It easier it is easier to shoot a documentary style project like that if there's at least some improv in it. I would think. Yeah. Well, in that, and there's a few scenes where Viago, uh, when they're doing the flat meeting. If you look at his face, you can tell that he's trying so hard to remain composure. Oh, just yeah. wants to lose it. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not it's not just that scene. Like you can see it on all. Like you, if you try to pay attention to people who aren't talking, you can see a lot of times them just like don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. And it seems like it's one of those movies where like I've always heard we used to talk about it all the time on the show. Like the Kiss of Death as a movie is a movie that anyone ever went. We had so much fun making it. Like, right. Oh, then the movie usually sucks. Um, this one feels like it would be the counter to that rule. Because you can just see they had a blast making this thing. But at the same time... They also probably had, never said they had fun making it. I'm sure it was a shit ton of work. Yeah. And it was just a lot of fun when the cameras were rolling. But whenever it was behind the scenes and trying to figure out how to make this work with the money they had, I'm sure it was brutal. Yeah. And even to get it into America, they had to do a whole online campaign. They did, a, I think it was almost a Kickstarter or something like that, where they had to like, you had to like request it to be shown in your city. Like It didn't make it over here very easily. Right. So well, it's got that thing where it's got a lot of really funny comedians that have accents, which turns off a lot of people, and none of them are particularly classically pretty. Yeah. N- they're all a little gross looking at times. Yeah. Well, they're vampires. They were hot. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> think of the American kind of counterpart to that comedy troupe who did movies like Best in Show. I thought that was terrible, but that did really, really well in theaters. Americans are a little more accepting of British people. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like... Fuck people this... from New Zealand, though. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was like, he's not a hobbit. <laughs> made fun of and called Kiwis. So. Yeah. But I feel like Slightly this one would have done so much better if it had been just brought out to a broader audience. Yeah. And had the same kind of publicity that, like, Best in Show or anything of that line would have. Yeah. And it really just came down to people were, for some reason, it felt like a movie that people were afraid to spend money on marketing on. Mm-hmm. And I don't get it. Because, like, there's so much in this. And especially like Reese Darby and Jermaine Clement, like they they'd done uh, Fly of the Concords, which was fucking huge yeah. for HBO. Like they still can't do yeah. tours without it selling out instantly. So I was kind of surprised they didn't try to ride that a little bit more. I think a lot of it was almost the timing, though. Yeah. Um, when this was released and made, it was right around that same time as Twilight. Yeah. So they knew all the little teeny boppers were going to be going for that. And this was more on the adult side, even though it was lighthearted comedy. Um, so trying to push another vampire subject matter out at the same time as Twilight was almost like suicide. Yeah. Especially since Twilight was all about soap opera romance. Yeah. And this is not. Very much not. (laughs) No, it it would have required a lot of money on marketing. Like, a lot. And they clearly just didn't want to spend it, or they didn't think it would make it back. But, like, this movie has such a following now. Like, I feel like it would have killed if they'd spent the money on it. And, and it's also, I mean, there's there's more to it being the, the time that it was released too than I think we probably give it credit for. Just because I mean, I was the same way. It's like, oh, a movie about vampires making fun of vampires. Yeah, f that. It's like even though the marketing is like this seems funny, but like eh, it's vampire. Oh, you know, there's like a burnout. And then our, like, our I'm so surprised you had that reaction. I watched the trailer once when I need this movie in my life. Pretty much, I heard Jermaine Clement on. Um, I think he was on the Nerdist podcast. And that's how I knew about the movie, but then I it wasn't playing anywhere. So it, it played in like, like one theater. In yeah, LA. so like, it was, it was like, oh, that find. movie. I thought it sounded awesome, and I was like, that sounds really good. I'd like to see it. And then I was like, oh, how do you see it? You don't. I pretty much will see anything with Jermaine in it. Like, yeah. I, I even saw Shark versus Eagle or Eagle Eagle versus, versus Shark. Shark. Yeah, and I enjoyed that. It's so much different than this. So oh, much different than this movie. The sense of humor is very dry in that movie. But it's the same director, so it's just so weird. What's it? The same director? Yeah. Oh. Well, then I've seen more of oh, his wow. movies than I thought. Yeah. But no, At that movie... I remember Rhyme DB telling me it was the same director. He might be involved. I didn't think he directed it, though. Let me but... double check. Let me get my facts. <laughs> yeah, so somebody's not screaming in the car. No, no, we didn't. No, we did not. <laughs> Podcast is wrong. <laughs> get ready for the chew out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was embarrassing when we got called out by the director of 21 yeah, Cloverfield. That was a big fuck up. <laughs> uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, not 21. Yeah. 10, sorry. Good Lord. Oh He's going to yell God. at us again. <laughs> Hey, no. if he still listens to I, our podcast, amazing. That's pretty awesome. If he does, yeah. Hello. And he only he only made fun of one thing for us, yeah. and that's because yeah. we said his sister is somebody that it wasn't. Well, yeah. That, uh, screw them for having the same last name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Jesus. Throwing Jerry. shade. Yeah. 
Dan Trachtenberg getting the chew out. (laughs) Fine, cut that out if that wasn't funny. No, it's very funny now. Cut that out with a knife. (laughs) Uh, We're going to wait for her to get this one fact, and then we're going to move into quotes, 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 quotes. Yes, director, yes. Oh, awesome. Okay, so it's time for quotes, 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 quotes. Chewy, do you want to go first? Is that a no? (laughs) You got chewed out. fine. I'll do, sound I'll do the that. biggest you one. You got chewed out. I'll do <laughs> the bam, 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 bam. Shut Wait, up, actually, guys. Hold on. Shut, I, I, I shut actually, up. I have that. I actually have that app. No, don't do it now. She's going to kill you. <laughs> the chewed out app? Yeah. No, the, the horn app. Don't do the horn app. <laughs> well, we are wolves, not swear wolves. It's werewolves. Werewolves, <laughs> not swear wolves. There. It's a great line. Werewolves, not swear wolves. It's funny. Uh... I'm going to go with one that's a Jermaine Clement line, um, but it needs a bit of setup. Uh, it's when um, Biago was setting it up. He's like, well, he's an older vampire, so he has some old ideas about things. And it smash cuts to Jermaine going, we should get some slaves. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did those women in his bedroom go, by the way, at the very beginning? It's an excellent question. That's such a great moment to... Uh, Dracula. Dracula. Is, yeah. I love that moment. This, this movie is just chock yeah, full of them. So good. I love everything. I love Reese Darius so much, guys, so much. And he's great in this, even though he's not in it very much. And there's that whole moment when he's talking about like what they're gonna wear. Like you've got, you're supposed to wear a tracksuit, you know. Like and then people wearing <laughs> jeans, and he's like it. really worried that they're gonna lose their pants. And then and then later on they show up, and he's the only one wearing pants. <laughs> but but my quote, my quote is when like I I forget who sh- is it Jermaine that shows up in the fur. And then he's just like, oh, you are far. And then he yells out, don't look at the five, one, get back to your trees. <laughs> I just, I, he's so concerned about their clothing. Take off all the clothes you want to keep. <laughs> As they're changing. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's then but then there's that scene like, where he's like you're, on the, you're on a small tree, get to a different tree. That looks like a brunch, man. <laughs> oh, I also, I wanted to do another one just because we didn't really. Well, I, we I, had to let the other people go first okay, in case okay, you okay, steal okay, theirs. Okay, okay, I'll let the, yeah. the, the guest. Um. Mine's probably when Vladislav is talking about becoming a vampire. Mm-hmm. And he just simply says, I became a vampire when I was 16. That's why I will always look 16. In those days, of course, <laughs> life was very hard for a 16-year-old. Because <laughs> that was the other one I was going to do. But like, I lo- what I loved about that is that before the credits even rolled. Like, oh, yeah. It was already so funny. I think mine was pre-credits too, wasn't it? I think it is. The credits were kind of far in. Yeah, they were yeah, kind of far were, in. Yeah. Were, that's true. yeah, no, because I was like, wait, oh, we're at credits still? Yeah. I'm already laughing. This is well, what is this? The Departed? Right. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I like the one at the masquerade with our uh, Pauline the Beast is like, "Are you a demon?" And Biago's like, "No, he's not the demon." And Stu is like, "I'm a software analyst." Just his understated side. He's a virgin. Oh, yeah, the, I'm a he's software. A analyst. But right. what'd you say? Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> They're all so excited. Uh, all right, so review system. <laughs> Oof, this one's tough. Um, I've been trying to think of a good one for a while, and I came up with something that's going to be upsetting to people, I think, Um, because it's going to be difficult. Oh. Documentaries slash mockumentaries. Any and all work. It was just going to be mockumentaries, but that's very difficult, so I threw in documentaries as well, which is not much easier. I've actually got one. Oh. Uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Okay. Christian Dunst, the Minnesota beauty contest one. Mm. Very similar in some, like, just fun moments. Yeah, yeah, that definitely works. Um, shit, I just had one. Now I lost it. Oh, fuck it. I'll go for um, uh, Waiting for Guffman. Uh, Waiting for Guffman just because it's kind of a similar thing where it's like a group of people that should not be able to get along or work together, and they all put on this like very terrible play. But it's very funny, just kind of like it's it's similar in the way of like it could be a collection of like short sketches, but it strings out into one very well put together movie that's fucking hysterical. I'm gonna go home and bite my pillow. <laughs> fucking love that movie. District Nine. Okay. Oh. Where it's got a kind of a simple story, uh, and there's lots of effects and prosthetics and about people trying to live their lives, and it ends up being a very good movie. Yeah. Uh, this one has a little bit more positive ending. Yeah, District 9 is a very yeah. bleak ending. District 9 is a very bleak movie. And all yeah. the like bleakness that vampires should have, uh, like for the level of like joy we have with vampires in this one, it is matched by the bleakness in District 9. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I guess in that sense, I have one. Okay. 
Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Didn't do all that well in the box office. It was called Hamlet 2. I wanted I never, to see it. I never got around to it. I really wanted to see it. Um, so it's all about a high school drama teacher trying to put on Hamlet 2, and its main song throughout the movie is Rock Me Sexy Jesus. I really need to see that movie. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I've heard that. I just never got around to it. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to teach drama and all this to all these, like, cholo and kind of gangbanger <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kids. None of them are listening to him. And in the middle of nowhere, they're all talking. And he says, shut up, you bastards. <laughs> and all these kids just look at him like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> I got a... Uh... Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, um, which is the full title of the movie. Um, because I, uh, man, in now, in 2017, Borat would be like a, just a normal person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he could be president. Yeah, he could be president. <laughs> but but it really, shy, he's he does such a great job of like mocking, you know, sexism and homophobia and racism and all that stuff and just creating this character who's just abhorrent. But at the same time, like kind of lovable in a weird way. But he it just it, what's great is you get to watch him interact with real people who don't know that he's fake. And mm-hmm. and it, that's kind of horrifying because they just respond to his racism with more racism. No, I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen's a comedic genius, oh, in my so opinion. Great. Yeah, there was one. I don't know if this was I don't know if this was in the movie or if it was on his show. But at one point he was Borat and he was drinking wine at, at a plantation or something. And he got really drunk and passed out. And the whole crew was like so worried that he was going to wake up and forget that he was supposed to be in character. And he woke up and didn't even miss a beat. He woke up as Borat. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. His, his movie, uh, The Dictator, is pretty good too. Mm. I just, I loved, uh, what's his name? Jason Manzukis in that. He's, <sighs> He's so fucking Manzoukas funny in that movie. He's great in everything. He is, but. On Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that was just the best. I loved him on that. I so sad you have to speak in past tense about that. Uh, you don't want him on the show anymore? No, he's done with it, isn't he? Wait, oh, what? I just, you, you said you were happy about it. No, him. I said like, it's sad you have to say oh, it past tense. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. He's... No, I love Jason Menzikas. Yeah. All right, so that brings today's episode to a close. Applause, applause, applause. Uh, next week, we have a movie that I was going to do in October, but then I realized I want to do horror movies all October, so this one had to wait. We're doing Baby Driver. Ooh. Nice. That one should have quite a bit to say because it is both very good and very meh. But we'll talk about that next week. Uh, and then after that, we are doing, this is going to be tough to find for one and uh, not very good for two. But it is part of our ongoing series. We got to do the second movie ever to win Best Picture. And it's called The Broadway Melody. And I've been warned by everybody that it's one of the worst <laughs> movies ever to win Best Picture. So I'm very excited to watch that. It should be a very good discussion. We gotta it will be a journey. It will be a journey. Back in time. Yeah, it's uh, got a mixture of black and white and color, and apparently the music's terrible, oh. and I'm so excited to watch it. <laughs> Wait, it's, a, it's black and white and color? And color. There's parts of color. There's yeah. a lot of t- playing with color those... and technique back then uh, on the frame. So, like, Probably why it won the Academy yeah. Award. But no, Wizard of Oz was primarily films. color. This one just goes back and forth. Well, because <laughs> even, with, even with Wings, there was all that coloring on the, fl- the flames. Like oh, Everyone Wings. was really into coloring their frame. Their Wings was frame. fucking great, though. Yeah, so. yeah it was. I'm excited to watch this one and see the stark comparison. <laughs> stark opposite, yeah. Uh, okay, so you can find us, www.athpod.com. We can find pretty much everything with our show, uh, including our game of Tip of My Brain, which I need to pull some more photos for. And our new feature, Chewed Out. Yeah, and featuring our new... Chewy. <laughs> featuring Chewy glaring at a camera. I, I have a camera. We, we can do this. I'm really quite pleasant. <laughs> you are. That's why it's so much funnier when you just get mad at people. Well, it's true. I can be very pleasant, and then when I get mad at you, you also really know it. Yeah, you are aware that Chewie is mad at you. <laughs> this is a, I mean, it's a great idea. We should do it. <laughs> and give Zach no credit for it. Agreed? <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> you heard uh, it here first. No credit. <laughs> uh, and then be sure to check out our Spotify playlists, which are coming out every week. Uh, we might need to figure out a better way to start storing them because I've gotten some complaints that they want to hear the ones from past and the big pool of all of them is not good enough for people. So we might try to figure out a way to do that for you. Yeah. Um, if that's something that more people want, please reach out to us and let us know and we'll start figuring out a way to do that. Uh, 
because the weekly subscription thing also works. If you subscribe to our podcast or subscribe to our playlist once every Friday, it changes out to the new theme for the week, which currently, if you're listening to this today, is still stormy weather from last week's Geostorm. And Geostorm, that, guys. Geostorm. And then starting tomorrow is Monsters, which I uh, I, I picked some pretty great ones. Oh, you already did it? Oh, yeah. I did it the I second Ryan told me the theme. Yet. Like, immediately. Did uh, you pick Monster Mash? I did. Because I knew somebody else would take it if I didn't. So that's Oh, yeah. I was going to go home and do that. Yeah. As soon as Ryan told me the theme was monsters, I'm like, all right, cool. Monster Mash. Mine. I think every every time we've come across something like that, we've someone's picked it. Yeah. Someone's we got to We probably need to end this episode. Oh, really? Bye. 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 Bye.